Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hey there, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you are here to hang out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of Your Life Rocks. Now, this podcast is all about helping working Christian moms create balance, clear chaos, and move closer to your goals in all areas of your life. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to welcome you to the show, and this is going to be an amazing episode. If you are a returning listener, then you know we are all about providing you value, action steps, things that you can apply right away to your life, and this episode is no different. Today, we're going to be focusing in on your health, and more specifically, your nutrition and the effects that your nutrition can have on your overall stress level and how well you function, how well you show up so that you can really be that person that God has created you to be. Our guest today is a master nutrition therapist. She has so many great things to share with us. And on top of that, she's really entertaining and funny. I think that you're really going to enjoy this conversation. And if you do, would you just do me a favor and share it with a friend? Invite them into the Your Life Rocks community. We would love to hang out with them as well. Now, of course, everything that we talk about in this episode, you can find at our show notes page at yourliferocks.com forward slash the number 44. So it's yourliferocks.com forward slash four four. All right. So without further ado, let's talk about nutrition. Hey guys, I am so excited for you to meet our guest for this episode. Her name is Ame Darling, and she is a master nutrition therapist. Now, Ame's practice focuses on allergen-free diets, irritable bowel syndrome and diseases, sports nutrition, weight loss, family nutrition, and disease prevention. That is a lot. I think we can all agree she is an expert when it comes to nutrition. She is passionate about educating, motivating, and empowering her patients to take personal responsibility to attain optimal health. Now, Ame lives in Oregon with her husband and two children. Welcome to the show, Ame. We're so glad to have you. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit more about who you are. Well, I, like you said, I'm a master nutrition therapist. So that journey began a long time ago and I was um, with a company and I was a very busy businesswoman, never really took care of my health, didn't really think twice about it. I'm 5'3", I was almost 200 pounds and diet just never entered my mind. I didn't grow up like that and it just wasn't a focus. So being a really super busy businesswoman that was building an empire, um, I ended up having a child that was covered in eczema. And then I had a second child a year later who was also covered in eczema and had lots of other health issues. So, you know, like we always do, we go to the doctor, we do that. And I didn't think much about a natural path. 
I just knew that my child was having 15 bowel movements a day and it was not okay. I ended up meeting a woman as we always do because our best network comes from those other mamas. And I met a woman in a group called Mops and we lived in Colorado. We were about an hour away from town and so we were rural. And I ended up being blessed with the most incredible doctor out there in Colorado Springs, Dr. John Cachera. And he set us on a path to look at diet. And I think that even though we all know diet matters, we don't really truly know that diet matters and that it's it's the core. And so it set us on a series of different events that caused me to um, really start looking at his health. And through diet and supplementation, we started to see massive improvements in the way he slept, the way he functioned, um, his bowel movement patterns, and then, of course, behavior and all of that. So it really was the catalyst that pulled me away from another successful business. And it really made me decide that, you know, that God really wanted me on a path to help others. And it was a very dark time in our lives. It was very difficult for me. I didn't know how to eat. I didn't know how to take care of myself. So when I was told that he had 87 out of 92 food intolerances, oh my gosh, right? I was really overwhelmed by that. I mean, this chick doesn't cook. And so when you say to me, Jenny, your son can't eat eggs, I'm thinking, well, I don't even know what an egg does in a recipe. <laughs> so what am I going to replace it with? And we lived at 9,200 feet. So bread doesn't rise. And I was making, you know, homemade bread. So I really had to evaluate my drive for career and my need to be home with my children and support my husband. He's a wildland firefighter. So he's gone a lot. And so that was kind of that catalyst. It made me really start looking at it. And I chose to go back to school, which, you know, I wasn't big into school to begin with, went back to school and became a nutritionist out of Denver. So that's kind of how that all started. And it really was a complete 180. I was addicted to Taco Bell and Mountain Dew. And so for me to have this life change has been incredible. Oh my gosh. Talk about grace. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my goodness, it's a nutrition episode and I have all these goals for myself and this nutritionist, you know, think we oftentimes, at least for me, I think about nutritionists as being like perfect and like their advice, we have to live perfectly. But knowing that background about you being addicted to Taco Bell and Mountain Dew, I think gives everyone a little bit of grace for where we're starting from. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. What a life change for you. Isn't it amazing the way that God just kind of swoops in and turns everything around. He does. I'm that person that kind of gets things yanked out of my hand because I tend to hold everything real tight. You know, I like things to be a certain way. And so um, it really forced us to to relax and to press into him and to to really have to look at where where are we going on this journey? And I had no idea. We Many tears, lots of late nights. And just back then, you know, 10 years ago, we didn't have what we have now. So it was very difficult. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Well, and it sounds like such a a way of balancing, right? Of really being so focused on your career, but then kind of being called to have real balance in your life, which is really what Your Life Rocks and this podcast and everything that we do is all about. And I know nutrition plays such a huge role into that, which I'm so glad to have you on to share with us. Um, And one of the things I really have a question for you about is stress and nutrition. And I'm sure as you were kind of going through that transition, stress was like a huge player for you. So what role do you really see nutrition having with stress and and really managing that? Absolutely. You know, I I have the privilege of working with a couple different um, agencies where I come in and teach stress management classes. And I think that as women that really, you know, kind of think we know everything, we're really focused on family careers, wherever we're coming from, we tend to kind of blow that off. 
when we think, oh, you know, it's just stress. Everybody has stress. Well, of course. I mean, no one's going to become a monk and go get ultra zen. I mean, that'd be lovely. But I know sometimes we just like to hide in the bathroom away from our kids. (laughs) But really, Jenny, you know, stress management is so important. And one of the things that we need to remember is that diet, the way we nourish our temple, is key to how we manage stress because it's internally related. And that stress level, lack of exercise, lack of water, you know, sugar, too many carbs for what we're actually, you know, how much we're moving our body, lack of vegetables, those things cause more internal stress. And when we're internally stressed because our systems aren't working properly, that has a downstream effect. It affects your brain, it affects your sleep, it affects your mood, it's it's your libido, your fat layer, your aging process. You know, if we want to get vain, let's talk about some crow's feet. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. So talk with me a little bit about that. There's so many directions I can go from what everything that you just said, because I just love this topic. So really what you're saying is the way that we kind of manage our bodies and the things that we do, the, the behaviors that we take in order to manage our own personal health really can dictate how much other stress we take on. Like, I love that you said, you know, even just the way our brain functions can be tied to nutrition because sometimes we feel like that's really where the stress starts is how we're handling our workload, how we're processing things in our brain, but it really starts before that. It, it really does. And it's two sides to the same coin. So if I were going to look at, you came to me and we were chatting about, you know, what's going on. As, as human beings, we are connected. There's there's ways that we stay connected to each other, and that also helps keep that stress managed. But when we go back to diet specifically, what I like to look at is, okay, well, number one, get honest with yourself. Like, really, how many lattes are you drinking? And how much caffeine is really coming in your body? And second thing I look at is, you know, how much water? You know, keeping your body in an alkaline state is really important because the higher your acidity is, the you don't function as well. It's kind of like sluggish trying to go upstream in your little boat and you're kind of going through, you know, oatmeal. So keeping your body, you know, more alkaline with water. That's the second thing I look at. Then the third thing that I look at is really tracking it. Like if you really are suffering and you're really not functioning. And we all know what that means. It's that inability to sleep. It's the inability to stay focused. It's the exhaustion in the afternoon. It's the snippiness we get with our kids and our spouse. Those things are silent indicators and not so silent indicators. So then that third thing I look at is if you're really serious about this, start tracking what you eat, start tracking what you drink, you know, alcohol. I I love a great glass of wine, but my goodness, I mean, that, that is actually sugar. So thinking about not so much what you're taking away from your diet or what you're adding, but really having a good idea of what really is going on. And so track it, track it with an app, track it with, you know, look at any app you want to pull up. You can Google best food tracking apps or best food tracking websites and, and spend a week, just a week, give yourself a week and really take a look and see, do I have enough water? How much caffeine am I really drinking? And then you start looking at, well, how much processed food? And where I would then say is, what do you do with that information? Well, you want to decide. It's a decision. If you don't decide, Jenny, that like you really want to see yourself start to improve your health so that your brain is sharper, your life is, is better, and that 
really honoring this body of ours, making those teeny tiny changes. Okay, well, maybe it's one less latte. Maybe it's a grande instead of a venti. Maybe it's a no whipped cream and not a mocha. And those are tiny little changes that we can make without feeling like, I'm depriving myself. I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's, you know, obviously so much of what we do within Your Life Rocks is about organizing your life and helping you get clear on your goals and creating a plan in order to achieve those goals. And one of those areas is health. And I know just from my own personal journey, it's one thing to say, I know what I should be doing. And, you know, those steps of getting honest with yourself, drinking more water. But when life happens, like, how do you get people to that place where they can really connect with why they should be doing that? Absolutely. It, you know, I know I've mentioned it a couple different times, but really looking at what do you really want? And you cannot discount that your life, one of your core components is your body and it's your mental and it's your physical. If you're not loving your size or you're not loving your energy, you have to come to a place where you decide to be honest. And I, I get it. I'm not always at that place where I want to look at it. I have been just like everybody else where I want to lose 10 pounds for a wedding or, you know, I want to, I'm competing in a a triathlon and, you know, I'm really uber focused. I tend to be all on or it's kind of in the corner. And when I look at that, I, I really say to you that no matter who listens to this now or in the future, you want to make a decision. Like, is your health a priority? And it has to be a priority or you will not be able to go on like this forever. You're running at a state that's so high in intensity um, that the stress level is so high. It's literally eroding your brain, literally. So I don't personally want to be a person that hits 60, 70, 80 years old and I have to have help. I want to be able to thrive into my twilight years and I don't want to have that. So I always have to look at the end result and I go, okay, I am a priority. I will give my family more of me and my job if I'm a priority. And what really gets me, you guys, is my kids. My daughter just hit 12, and she's a rock star. I mean, she is intense. She just did a Spartan Junior. But she has been the person that has pushed me to to be a better version of me. And so you have to find something in your life that's typically outside of ourselves while we learn how to use what's inside of ourselves to make the decision to be a priority. And I am her example. And we don't have great examples in our family outside of our home. And so I want to be an example, not of dieting, not of restriction, not of chemical dependency, but I want to be an example of harmony. Some days you have great days, some days you don't. But the overall focus is whole and calm and balanced. And she is my push. Mm, I love that. I so think that everyone needs a push, whatever area of life it is, but especially for health. And I think children are such a great um, example of that. And it's an easy example, right? Because they watch everything we do from how much time we're spending in the word, to how we pray, to how we eat, to how we cope with stress and conflict in our lives, right? It's all, they're just mimicking everything that we do. And I think that, you know, that's something that that I struggle with sometimes. And my husband has to remind me because I'm always, you know, looking at vanity points with my health, right? Like what size of my clothes? How do I look? All of those vanity kind of metrics that go into that. And he's always reminding me like, 
the boys, you don't want, even though I don't have girls, they're boys, but I even catch them saying, you know, oh, I'm getting fatter or I need to watch what I eat or am I skinny enough saying those things. And I know it's a direct reflection on what I've put out there. So how do you, how would you coach someone who they know that they need to take control of their health because it hasn't been a priority and everyone around them is watching, especially their children. What, how would you recommend that someone approaches that situation so that they're really um, making a healthy or a healthy front for their family? Absolutely. I, there's so many directions I want to go with that because I, I highly believe in having a scripture verse that you hold to your heart. And I believe that God puts that on our heart. And it's usually the thing that's like not going well. And, you know, he kind of puts that on our heart. And I think that remembering that we're here for him and that well, how we use our body and our time. So when I look at this for me, I, I'm big into using a dry erase marker and writing on my mirror. And it's in front of me every day. I put sticky notes in my life on my day planner, you know, on my bed, refrigerator. And I have to remind myself, because remember that your brain is a muscle in the fact that it needs help retraining itself how to think. And I would just encourage you to catch yourself. When you start to think, oh, I shouldn't have that, it makes me fat. Catch yourself and give yourself an opportunity to rephrase it. I think of, I think in terms of nourishing my body. I don't think in terms of food being good or bad. It's either going to help build my health or it's going to tear it down. And I keep in front of me, I don't keep in front of me weight goals. I literally started reframing my language. And it was hard because I didn't grow up like that. I grew up with a parent that really was interested in the scale. And so we don't have a scale. We, I know that's going to freak some of y'all out, but I don't have a scale and I will see my daughter or my son and then I'll see myself and I have created little phrases. Like I'll look at them and they'll talk about breakfast just this morning. I'll say, what are you nourishing yourself with this morning? I'm not saying, what are you eating? And I'm not saying, no, you can't have that. I'll literally look for ways to add in more of what we want. I'm not going to tell them they can't have the frozen waffle. I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say, when you have that waffle, let's look for some more ways to balance that. How about some peanut butter? How about some almond butter? How about, you know, a, some smoothie with some vegetables? What else would you like to select? And I give them some options. That's hard for me. I would love to just tell them what to do. I'm not a fan of free will. It takes a lot of work <laughs> to remember. And so when I, when you ask me, like, how do you, how do you do that? It starts with just one thing. Just start being aware. What is it you say to yourself? Because honestly, I believe that's kind of the enemy whispering. And I look at that and I go, okay, I'm not stellar. I still have days and moments where I'm just so hard on myself. But I look at how am I nourishing myself? And when I see my daughter walk by or see my son walk by and they're telling me about running really strong on track, that's an opportunity for me to say, I am so impressed with how strong and healthy your body is. And I look at how clothing is worn or, you know, different things. And I'll say, wow, you, you know, and I'll, I even touch my kids. Like I grabbed my daughter's, you know, little thigh the other day. Cause she was telling me that she felt like her thighs were too big and she's 12. So she's coming into that peer influence and other families garbage. And I didn't say much then. I just looked at her and I, I want to rush in and I want to say, no, 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 you're beautiful. God created you the way you are. You're exactly where you're supposed to be in life. And I, I believe she's going to blow that off. So I've really made myself file that away. And the next time I had a chance, she was running and 
um, when she was done running, I looked at her and I said, wow, you would never be able to run that powerfully if it wasn't for the way God made those legs, man. And I look for ways to just throw that in, but it goes back to me. And I wrote words on my mirror, you know, nourish, strength, balance, you know, those are things that I'm aspiring towards and I'm hoping to crowd out the insecure words that have nothing to do with helping me be my best me. I love the intentionality of everything that you just said. I love that so much. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, if you're looking for a place to start, start a list, y'all. Start a list of what do you want to see more of? And then put that smart brain of yours towards that list and say, okay, what's a more powerful word? You know, so you're not coming from a place of lack, but you're gravitating towards a better version of you and give yourself a break. I mean, man, I've been on this journey for 10 years. And when I started, I was a mess and it's not perfect. I have days where I go, really? Am I really happy? I got some stretch marks and, you know, I'm wrinkling. I mean, I'm getting older. And I really want my children, I want them to catch something positive, not perfect. And when I caught myself the other day trying on bathing suits, my daughter was with me and she said, mama, the back of your legs are bumpy. And every part of me wanted to go, oh, I'm just dying here. First off, why are you in here with me? And I, I looked at her and I said, they are, that's just how they are. And she goes, well, what makes that go away? And I said, well, you know, I could choose to do a little bit more exercise. I said, but sometimes it's just, you know, this is just how it is. And so I didn't give it a lot of thought, you know, but of course in my mind, I'm thinking I am so going to run further tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where we have opportunities. We're never going to do it right, but we have chances in the future to plant better seeds. Mm, that's so good. You know, and one of the things I know that you talked about already, and you, you hit on it a little tiny bit, was really taking care of your body as the temple. Um, I was listening to a podcast, oh gosh, probably a couple weeks ago, and they were talking exactly about that, about health and, and how it relates to the way that we serve God. And one of the things that they said that I thought was really interesting was if you had like a Ferrari and it was your car. And you could might choose to put like a lower grade gasoline into it. And yeah, it might not function as high, but it's your car and it's, you know, you, you treat your own things the way that you treat things. But if it was a borrowed car, if it was someone else's car, you would probably take care of it a little bit better than if it was yours. And he really was relating that into the way that when God comes to live within our body, like he's within us, our body is his temple. It's not ours. And we should take care of it as if it's his and not ours. And that really struck a chord with me. So share with me a little bit on your thoughts on just how nutrition kind of fits in spirituality. Absolutely. You know, I think often, and I'm constantly saying this in my, in my business um, practice is that we have to begin to slowly, but surely, because nothing happens overnight. I'm not looking for something that's quick. I want sustainable. I want lifestyle changes. When I have a, the privilege of being in your space and you've, you've told me that you want to learn more and to be a better version of you, I want something to be long-term. And so I start looking at languaging with the temple. I start looking at, you know, gathering others around you that are on the same journey. And I really want you to think about when you go to church and you think about like, what do we always pray about? 
the body, the sickness. We're constantly praying about people's sickness and people's finances. And when you really break that down, because I'm very pragmatic like that, when I break that down and I think, and I, and I get a little snippy, I think we do it to ourselves. You know, so much of the disease we have is lifestyle disease. So again, stop kicking your own behind and start really mind shifting back towards if you truly believe that your body was made individually and created in a, in a way that's supposed to be used for the greater good, when I wake up in the morning, and I can tell you I get away from this for a while, and then I can tell in my life, I literally wake up in the morning and I have the same prayer every day, and it's, it's, to let, it's for God to put in front of me the people that need what I have, that are in a place where they're able to utilize it and that let me be bold to tell them. And that's keeping me in front of the fact that my body is a temple. My job is his to be used. And, and that it just keeps me in that frame of mind because otherwise I get all focused on me and, you know, my five pounds and my next race. And, you know, I don't like to cook. So can I go to a place that has better food that I can buy? I mean, I get all sidetracked. So that's where I would just say in the simple Make it a daily thing where you're, where you're acknowledging that you know that and then God will plant those seeds in your brain and it'll pop up in ways you didn't even realize it was going to happen. So true. So true. And I, you know, really, that was the number one thing when my life was so crazy unbalanced and my career was everything and it really killed a lot of my relationships and it, like that's my past and why I've created your life rocks is to help women with these systems. But that was one of the big things that, that made a stop for me that allowed me to make a change was to take the focus off of myself and put the focus on other people. And I think what you're saying is really on a daily basis, turning everything over to him. so it keeps us not so focused on ourselves, whether it's your health, whether it's your business, whether it's your children, everything. Yes. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, you shared some amazing tips with us already. Number one, really getting honest with yourself. And I think, you know, even what you said about making that list and being aware of the things that you said, I think that really fits in well with the being honest with yourself too. Number two is water. Number three, how are you tracking it and really measuring that? Now, let me go back to number two really quick with water because water seems like one of those things that should be simple but sometimes it's difficult. So number one, how much water should we be drinking and what tips do you have to get it in? So number one, you are looking at about half of your body weight in ounces. So if you happen to weigh 100 pounds, you'd be drinking about 50 ounces a day. So the biggest thing I run into is that people just aren't prepared. So whether or not that means you get a cup with a straw, you get something cute, you're an app girl. You really like to use apps to track it. So you have that gratification of ding, you've done it. Or, hey, it's time to drink more. And there's water apps on, if you just type in water into any of the app stores on your phone, you'll see that pop up. Okay. And then the other thing to look at is maybe even the diffusers where you can get frozen fruit and put it in there, lemon and put it in there. Uh, the other thing I, I would suggest, the last thing I would suggest on water is that you're just prepared with it but that you also start off your day. So when you breathe all night long, you actually are detoxing, right? Your breath, um, your lungs, that's a detox, a detox part of your body. So you actually wake up dehydrated. And 
one of the things I just say is first thing in the morning, you know, get a good squeeze of lemon in some room temperature or some warm water and drink that first off. Rehydrate yourself. It's no different than being in the word and having a silent moment and really focusing on getting back to center. And water itself, it affects every part of your brain. You think more clearly, you actually will lose weight because your body is detoxing its fat cells properly. So how to do it, it depends on you. An app, a cute cup, a straw, changing the flavor. The only thing I would say to you is you're always going to get from me, be real. Don't be buying those little icky little squirt things with the dye and the fake sucralose garbage in it. That is not serving your body. The dye is going to stimulate your brain too much and the, um, and the sucralose is going to destroy your gut bacteria. So, which is a whole other subject, but that's where you want to look at being real, not those little funky brand drip things with color and flavor. That's not whole. Mm, I love that so much. And I love that you bring in even just having it part of your daily morning routine. Um, that's one of the big things we talk about with this podcast and with our membership and in our private Facebook group is daily routines and how they really are like the formula for success in all areas of your life. And one of the things that's part of my daily routine is every single morning when I get up while I'm brewing my coffee, I chug a glass of water because then I, it just starts me like, like, like you said, kind of with the eggs with your son, right? Like I might not know exactly what it does for me, but I know I have to get my water in the day. And if I can, before my eyes are even fully all the way open, <laughs> already have a couple glasses in me, then I already feel like I'm successful. You are. And you know, honestly, take that a level higher tomorrow, throw lemon in it. And it's going to actually help your body to, it'll help your liver. It'll help with detoxification. It pushes phase two detoxification. So throw lemon in it. And it will like real lemon, not lemon, um, like a essential oil, but actual, just give it a good squeeze. Oh, so good. I love up leveling my game. So thank you for that tip. Love it. All right. So when you talk about tracking it, what are your favorite apps to use to track food or are you a paper person? I, I'm both. So I tend to have cyber trash. I get excited about something. I'll start a new app, like a, a fit you know, type thing. And then, so I don't have a favorite one right now. If you actually Google, um, you can pull up tons, but I tend to love paper because I like to see what did I eat for the day? And I'll put, you know, Thursday breakfast was this water was this many ounces snack was this lunch was this. And I actually keep it in a small size. I I'm all about cute. If I have a cute lunchbox, I use it and I'm not a girly girl, but if I have a, if I have a cute little, you know, three ring, that's like a you know two inch by three inch, I'll use it. And I will sit down and actually do it as I go. If I have to reenact my day, I'll never do it. So those of you that can good on you, but I can't, um, I love, looking at it. And here's why I love seeing when you use those fit trackers, they're wonderful because you can see how many protein grams you can do the macros diet, you know, you can do all that. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, I really want to know, are you eating breakfast? Are you eating a snack? Are you eating lunch? Are you eating a snack? Are you eating dinner? Are you eating whole? And you can eat a Snickers and have similar calories to a piece of avocado. So I don't want to just know calories in calories out. I want to know, does it look like God made it? Does it, it's the difference between an apple, applesauce and apple juice. I want to eat the apple. And so I don't have a favorite fit tracker, but that's kind of why, because I leave that back to you where you go, what works in your life? I'm a paper girl. Love it. Such good advice. Like I said, always before 
use what works best for you. Yes. Beautiful. Well, now, um, before we get into some rapid fire questions I have for you, what other tips? Is there anything, any parting thoughts that you would like to leave for the listeners? Mm, you need a partner. I think that I believe and I know that God really created us to be in fellowship with each other. And I believe you need a partner. We can't go this alone. We certainly can't make our spouse do it. That was the most frustrating parts of my days. We were juicing hardcore running vegans. And my husband was a meat and potatoes, you know, never paid attention to his diet, you know, kind of guy. And so I was on my journey alone when I was losing weight and really taking control of my body, my food, um, my, you know, my drinking, um, water, all those things. You have to get a partner, somebody, and it is probably not going to be your spouse. And it can't be the girlfriend that never like me keeps you accountable. It has to be kind of the hardcore friend that looks at you and says, you didn't show to the gym this morning and you have to make that decision. And also with that set, set prizes for yourself. If you're somebody that just, it's the fruit of just doing it. Great. For me, I, I have to set goals. Here's a bathing suit I want to buy. Here's a trip I want to take. Here's, I have to do those things for myself because that helps me see the small increments. But if you don't have a buddy, join a community. That could be a component of your life rocks. I mean, that could be something where that's like a, a splinter of it. But having accountability for people to keep pushing each other to a bigger, higher level, that's what makes us all better. Love everything that you just said. So great. Well, Ame, you've shared a lot of amazing wisdom with us so far. Are you good with sticking around for a few more questions? Sure. Hey, I hope that you're enjoying this interview with Ame. I had to jump in real brief to invite you to take our free seven-day Take Back Balance Challenge. Are you finding yourself overwhelmed? Are you just looking for a little bit more clarity? Trying to get everything done on your to-do list? This challenge is not only going to help you clear the chaos, but give you the tools necessary to provide clarity and focus and purpose to every single day moving forward. It's just a seven-day investment, and it's completely free. So go to yourliferocks.com forward slash challenge to sign up today. All right, let's get back to Ame. All right, you guys, we are back with Ame Darling, who is a master nutrition therapist. She has shared so much incredible wisdom with us already, and she's back to share a little bit more. Welcome back, Ame. Thank you. All right, so number one question, what book has had the biggest influence on you and why? I am a person that loves details. I like a plan, I get excited, and then you know I'm moving on to something else in five minutes. So the biggest, simplest, best book I ever recommend to people, which has had a great impact on my life, is the book by Michael Pollan, and it's Food Rules. Like, just literally, Food Rules. It's thin, it's tiny, you could literally read it in an evening in a bathtub. Uh, because it reminds us to go back to basics. How would your grandmother have eaten? What is it you're really looking for? And that's, that was huge. That was a huge impact on my life. So yeah, simple. I know people really look for like these crazy complicated diets. And I say, go back to basics, people. Simple is always the best with everything in life, I think. For sure. All right. So number one resource or tool that you have that helps you keep your life in balance. 
again. <laughs> I know. Are you saying that I'm balanced now? I have to. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like balance is a definition. I feel like we have to define what balance is all of us. Yes. And you know, whatever helps you stay sane. Right. Right. Well, Cause you got a lot, you're balancing between your business and children and your own personal health, everything. So what's the number one tool or resource that just really helps you out? I literally have an old school eight and a half by 11 calendar. I literally do. And I have five colors. I have highlighters. And if, if I look at my month and I see that there's yellow, then I know that I'm staying connected to God. And if I see that there's orange, then I know where my kids are and that they're doing things that feed their soul. And if there's blue, then I know I'm working on my next goal with my career. But then if there's green, I know I'm taking time for me. And then I have orange for a date night with my husband. So when I look at the pillars of my life, that's, I had to, I had to write it all out. Like those five pillars and then underneath that, what's that going to look like for me? And then I go back to that old school calendar. The biggest thing for me is that I had to make a commitment that at the end of every day, I sat down and really looked at like what's coming next. It's easy for me to fly and I'm good at the seat of my pants and it's not healthy. So I have to really look at it and just be honest with myself. But yeah, that's my biggest resource is an old school calendar. I am with you, especially with the colors. I remember one time I was in this job where I was traveling like a lot, a lot. And just to manage my own mindset, I colored in the days that I was sleeping in my own bed and people would come in my office and they'd be like, what's with this color? I'm like, that's those, that, that, that when I look at that and it was like a bright color that like pops out at you. So it just automatically programmed my mind. Like I'm not gone that much. Yeah. So it just helped me from feeling so guilty, but I love using colors because it just speaks to you on a different level. It does. And honestly, for me, because I'm, I'm in a position where I believe that what we went through in our lives with our children and how dark those days were, I don't believe we went through that without the the reason is for us to pour into others so that other people can have that inspiration to not go through something that tough. And I look at that and I go, okay, that also means that I don't pour into myself as much as should be. So I, I really look at number one, I can't kick my own behind, like get over it, you know, recognize that I'm out of balance. I've been traveling a lot. I just got back from four days in Alaska with my CEO and, um, and I'm going to Hawaii in like four days. So for me, I, I'm with you. I have to look at did I get a massage? Did I go get a manicure by myself with no phone? <laughs> <laughs> and I have to, because if you don't sharpen your ax, you are worthless. And then you will totally. never serve God in the capacity that he really wants for you to, to serve him in. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Number one parenting tip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, right now, my number one parenting tip is to give them space to grow because I am intense and I, I really have to look at just giving them space and just, I treat them as often as I can. Like I treat my team in my business because we tend to be real critical. I do. I tend to be real critical. Here's your structure. Here's what you need to do. And so my number one thing is giving them space and praise kind of like, I don't know them to give them the opportunity to grow into their own. Oh, that's beautiful. All right. So now this is my favorite question to ask people. I love always hearing what the response is, but 
This is a Christian-based podcast, and I truly believe that the Word of God plays such a huge role into every part of who we are and every success that we have in this life. So share with us what Bible verse really speaks most into your life and why. Okay. So I about two years ago, I was given this Bible verse, and it's Hebrews 12.1, and it could be Hebrews 12, you know, variations of, but really to run the race that has been put before us. And because that's difficult for me, I'm not a jealous person. I truly come from a place of really wanting to lift others. But running our own race is we have with social media and with just access to so much in our lives. I believe that it's easy for us to compare. And it just reminds me that, you know, God really wants from us to run the race that has been put before us to glorify him. And that, I just have to hold that in front of me. It's on my desktop, on my, on my um, computer. It, there's a graphic in, I wrote it in dry erase on my mirror in my bathroom and I erase it and rewrite it about once a week because it, I have to keep things in front of me or it's like walking through your, your house at night in the dark. You don't run into the table because it's always there. So I have to move the scripture verse to remind me that that's what he wants from me. So good. I love that verse. Thank you so much for sharing it. And thank you so much for sharing everything that you did. Ami, you have been super generous with your time and your wisdom today. If people who have listened to this and they want to work with you or learn more about what you offer, how can they get in touch with you? Do you know, just go to Facebook. Um, I was a Facebook hater, (laughs) but Facebook is a great tool and it's a great tool to stay connected in communities. And so if you go to Facebook and you just pull up my name, Ame Darling, which is just A-I-M-E-E. And then my last name is Darling, like Honey Baby. And MNT, like Master Nutrition Therapist, I have a page. I have a page on there, um, and it's a great way to get a hold of me. It's a great way to stay plugged into information that follows along the same lines that I shared today. Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link to everything Ame on our show notes so you can go there and get linked to her. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so great chatting with you. You too. I appreciate the opportunity to share. I swear I could talk to her all day long. Her energy is contagious and so incredibly knowledgeable. Now, of course, we will link to everything that Ame shared with us in our show notes page by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash 44. Now, I know the episode is over, but if you want to keep hanging out with us, jump on over to Facebook. We would love to have you come and hang out with us in the Facebook group. It is an amazing community of women just like you. We are all about lifting each other up, providing tips to help you move closer to your goals, create more balance, be more productive, and of course, a lot of grace along the way as well. You can find us by searching Life Balance by Your Life Rocks in Facebook, or again, just pop on over to our show notes page. I'll make sure we link to it there as well. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.